Hey guys, it's me, producer Ross, and welcome to another edition of Game Day Extra Time, the show where fans have their say on their club. And it's been a very interesting week indeed. So let's get right into it. Let's introduce the men who are joining me this week. We're going to start off with good old Liam from Crew. His boys were in town on Saturday. So your thoughts on that, my friend, and how are you doing? And um, you're actually now based in a different location. So uh, share us what you what, where, where you are right now. Um, I'm now in the uh, Highlands of Scotland, uh, having made the executive decision on Saturday night to bugger off out of there <laughs> before lockdown came in and is taking refuge in my parents. Um, where I'll probably be now until after New Year um, before I come back. So, um, yeah, just get a bit of, bit of uh, well, try and avoid it as long as I can, although it just depends what happens in Scotland. But, yeah, it's been nice to actually have human contact. <laughs> um, and the weather hasn't been too bad. So, yeah, long drive, though, 10 hours. Um <laughs> Didn't get here until late Sunday night. Um, so it was a long, long, long way. And the weather was pretty cruddy um, for the second half of it. So that was a bit of a challenge. But yeah, yeah, I'm now about 600 miles away from Ipswich. So <laughs> yeah. I am properly remote. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, as for crew, um, not a lot to say, really. Um, one nil win take it <laughs> got outplayed got a bit got away with it um wasn't particularly very inspiring um crew played really well um and like i said on the the recap on monday um you can see that they have been playing that for a while and that the players knew their their roles and it just looked natural to them, uh, whereas I still find with Town at the moment, although it is a better, they are performing better than last season, um, largely due to the fact that they're sticking to a, an actual system uh, every game. It still looks very, doesn't look natural to me. There's still, still moments in games where they just don't look at all on it. It's almost as if a goal goes in, then suddenly they wake up and suddenly they start looking better and start doing things. But before then, it, it just seems like they drift through games. Um, but not a lot to say, really, apart from got the three points and that was much needed uh, from that game. So uh, performance-wise, we'll just forget about it, I think. <laughs> Definitely. And uh, I want to go over to you then, Thomas, Mr. Game Day himself, um, your thoughts on the crew game. And if listeners are wondering why isn't getting my thoughts to, you know, Liam's thoughts on the Sunderland game, we're going to get to that. Of course, that is a massive talking point this week. But um, over to you, Thomas. You had a good week, my friend, and your thoughts on the crew 1-0 win. Yeah, not too bad. I'm back at work. Back at work yesterday or Wednesday um, after being self-isolating. So a bit more normal, even though we've gone into lockdown. I've got yeah. a bit of a pain back of my neck though right under my Ooh. neck I don't know why I don't know must have pulled something but a bit of a feel like I've got a brace around <laughs> my neck at the moment because I can't really move it that well <laughs> but yeah apart from that I'm okay um crew I can't really remember too much about it now we've had a lot happen since um <laughs> like Liam said it's good three three points we 
crew looked good. You know, as he said, you you could tell they played together and played that system for a while. They knew they knew where everyone was. They they come here and you know they they look they look decent and they played to them for giving it to us. We just again, they just I think they one or two more clin- clinical moments and they could have perhaps taken it, but as was not and our quality shone through and we got the three points um, eventually and it's, it's three points for the table. It's not a bad, not a bad result. You know, we're still unbeaten from home. So that's another positive. It was another clean sheet. Um, I got the score right. <laughs> so um, can't, can't mind too much about the crew game, to be honest. Um, I know there's one or two little, little things that was wrong with it from memory, but yeah, it was a decent game to watch. It was, as I say, crew were, crew were decent. We, it wasn't a great game, but it was. It could have been. Could have been better, but it was. It wasn't too bad, and we, you know we got the three points. So that was. And of course, the final man joining us this week, making his return after a lovely birthday week, is good old David. How was your week, my friend? And your thoughts on the crew result? It was an excellent week. Lots of walking, pubs, cafes, restaurants, and a beautiful cake from my partner. So that that was all good. And since then, I've been doing as much as I possibly can to go to as many pubs as we can before uh, we're all locked up again. Yeah. Uh, I, I was driving. I didn't see the crew game. I, I heard it. Um, I heard about it afterwards and I saw the highlights. But, the, I mean, yeah, you get passed off the park sometimes, but you win. And I can't remember if it was Brad or John said something about, you know, when Lyle got us promoted all those years ago, there were a lot of 1-0 wins and tight games in that. And I think that... There aren't any outstanding sides in this division, and what we're doing is we're picking up points where we need to. Um, so I'm 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 quite sanguine about the fact that you can get sort of a side that passes around you and then you win. Um, it's the same thing with the Sunderland game. I wasn't fussed about that in advance because I don't think Sunderland are outstanding, and I thought we could get something from it. Um, I predicted a one-one, and I think that Sunderland are decent, but they're not great. Um, and that's the same as a lot of sides in the top half of the table. And I think that um, we're we're in, in with that shout as being decent at the top half of the table, but not great. So, oh, yeah. quite happy. Yeah. Well, you mentioned Sunderland. Of course, uh, we're going to go right into that now. A lot happened in this game. Currently got fireworks going off. There's fireworks in this game. Of course, Sky <laughs> Fox Night and Bonfire Night and all that. Um, so, let's talk about it then. So, Sunderland took the lead early on. Then Jack Lancaster then equalised with a good good strike. And then it all happened in the second half, of course. Jack Lancaster could have made it 2-1, but he missed. And then Andre Lazelle got a straight red card for a tackle. And a former town player in Grant Ledbetter. And, of course, he was the man who scored the penalty, which uh, is a very big talking point. So I want to get all your thoughts on the two big decisions that happened that made us lose this game, starting off with the Andre Lazelle red card. Who would like to go straight off the bat and their thoughts on it. Is it a red or no? David, go to you. Um, I'm putting my head above the parapet first here because I suspect that Thomas and I are disagreeing from um, things we've <laughs> said before. Um, on, the, on the incidents themselves, and I'm not somebody, I haven't read every single minute clause of whichever set of rules the FA and UEFA have decided to use this week. And that's part of the problem. Um, in terms of, uh, is, it, is it red? To my mind, no, it's not. Is it a penalty? No, it's not. Um, it, 
as a, and I'm sure there's somebody, um, Thomas may be that person who's got a copy of the FA's current rule book and can say that under current rules, that the, if, if it comes within six feet of your arm um, when you're sitting down having a, a pint three, three days later, it's a penalty. But under any rational system of playing playing any form of sport, that's not a penalty. He's facing away from the goal. It's our own player who hits it at him from about three foot away. It's absolutely insane. I mean, there are enough insane penalties being given for handball in the top flight using VAR or not using VAR or um, throwing a tarot card in the air and wishing on a star for whatever reason. But that is insane that that's a penalty. It's also that tackle, to my mind, not. I mean, ignoring Ledbetter, who was crap his, his entire time when he was here, rolling around on the floor as if he's just been decapitated and had both legs removed. Ignoring that, which is a part of the game which I hate, and I have regular disagreements with Oscar about it because he says, well, that's the modern game. Um, it shouldn't be. Um, it's gamesmanship, it's cheating, it should piss off, basically. Um, and that's not just because I've got sour grapes about this particular defeat, because nobody was really expecting much from the Sunderland game anyway. So to have a narrow 2-1 defeat when you're down to 10 men, when you cheated out of it with a dodgy penalty, you can't actually complain about. On a bigger thing, I'm a huge critic of referees and I spend a lot of my time slagging them off. I get very incensed by them. They, <coughs> you know, and, and I'll sit, and whether it's at the ground or here, I'll sit with Francine and it's not just decisions which go against us. It's blatant inconsistency which drives me up the wall. You know, you'll have a player who's clambering all over the back of somebody and that's absolutely fine. And then two seconds later, there's sort of something which is barely climbing over the back of somebody and it's a free kick. And it goes either way. And I'll sit there with Francine and I'll say, there's no way we should have got that decision. It's ridiculous. I want consistency. I don't mind whether the referee is hard and he gives out cards like nobody's business and there's free kicks every second. That's fine. You get you get that and you can sort of go, that referee again. I don't mind if you've got somebody who's got a reputation for free-flowing football and he lets everything go and you have to sort of basically remove someone's legs before they'll go, ah, oh, well, maybe I'll pull that back for a foul. It's the inconsistency which drives me up the wall. And that's not helped at any level by the FA constantly setting, and it's not the FA, it's FIFA, changing the rules right, left and centre. Football should be simple. The rules don't need to change every single year. We don't need to permanently be giving another advantage to an attacker or whatever it is like that. These are the rules, stick with them for long enough. I can see that over the course of the years, you know, the back pass to the goalkeeper thing, which changed, what, 20 years ago? I can see why that came in. I can see why they amended about the same time the offside rule. But all of these minor tweaks and changes, you know, there was the one a couple of years ago after Leicester won the title where they were um, outlawing any pushing in the box. Can you imagine the number of penalties which, if the referees did that to the letter of the law, any pushing in the box is a penalty? What, that, what chaos that would ensue. FIFA and the FA aren't fit for purpose. We see that with their plan for change. We see it all over the place. 
And that's magnified again when the club make a perfectly reasonable bid to have that red card overturned. Because you're looking at it in close proximity. You know, it was a 50-50 ball. And it was 50-50. And I would judge that Dizel got his foot to the ball and things like that. But, and I know um, Mark Heath said that, you know, he can see a case that why the referee had a decision to make. And I can see why the referee had a decision to make. I just think he made the wrong one. But then when you make an appeal... And every single appeal is always turned down, unless it's obviously got the wrong player. You know, when he sends the wrong player off, which has happened sometimes, then he'll go, oh, yeah, it was the wrong player. I'll change that. But you don't ever get anything. Normally, it's an extra extension, extended ban because it's frivolous, even though it's obviously not frivolous. Because referees will not ever accept they made a mistake. And... I don't mind an honest mistake. I don't mind if somebody turns to me. I make mistakes. You make mistakes. I may have made one earlier on the podcast. You know, it's just one of those things. <laughs> Managers make mistakes. Players make mistakes. Referees make, make, make mistakes. I'm quite happy with a mistake if you turn around and go, yep, yeah, fair play, mistake. Whether that's to the manager after the game and the manager can turn around and say, you know, I spoke to him after the game and he was honest enough to say I made a mistake. Doesn't help us with the points, but he was magnanimous about it. Cool. Great. But if you're going to sit there and say, no, I get everything right. You've got to respect me because I'm a referee. No, referees only get the respect they deserve when they start doing things properly, which includes holding their hands up when things go wrong. And it really, really gets on my tits because we're supposed to respect them. And I accept that in non-league referees have a really hard time and they do it for the love of it. And they all of those things. And they shouldn't be pursued home and they shouldn't be beaten up and they shouldn't be abused when they're volunteers. At this end of the game, they need to stand up and do things better. And the standard of refereeing in the championship was bad. Standard of refereeing in League One is atrocious. And no, they weren't sending. It wasn't sending off. It wasn't a penalty. And the referee ought to go and spend some time considering his options. Okay then, David. Well, thank you very much for that. Um, I'm going to go over to Thomas to see if he <laughs> disagrees or maybe agree on one of those talking points. So, um, Thomas, on the red card and also the penalty. Well, um, they seem to think I'm going to disagree majorly because there's been a one or two messages sent, I know. But the thing is, I like to stir the shit sometimes. And if people like to bite, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to make it worse for them. So, <laughs> but, but no, yeah, I, I saw the penalty, um, the red card on Tuesday, and. Uh, when I saw it first time, I thought he's got his lunch in there and saw on the replay as well because of the camera angle. And like I said on you, to you Tuesday, Ross, I don't go through Twitter during the game. I don't, you know, I wouldn't do that when I was in the ground. There's no, you know, keep the match day experience as much as I can as normal. So I, don't, I just felt like that. And then afterwards, after the game, I saw the clip and I thought, hang on, actually, that may be a bit harsh. It looked like Dazelle may have been pushed. You know, he may have. It does perhaps look a bit reckless still if he has been pushed and he's still gone in for the challenge, but it doesn't matter. He's there is potentially a foul on him before that foul on Nedrus is made. So seeing the clip back two or three times since, I don't think it was a red. I think it's very harsh red, um, and the fact that um, yeah, I don't think it was a red. Um, I say is from what I've seen so far, 
the ref had the decision to make, to be fair, and he was in a place to see it from what I remember, but he hasn't got that right at all um, in my eyes. And then the penalty as well. Um, yeah, the law has changed. I know David's been saying it's, it changes over time and, and this season for some reason, if the ball, you know, as soon as the ball touches a hand, it's a penalty. By that right, surely a striker, if there's a two or three defenders in a way, if you're just going to shoot a name for their arm and then it's a penalty, it's madness. Um, I don't don't agree with that rule at all either. It shouldn't have been a penalty in terms of the way football is. It's just how silly football has got nowadays. Um, if, you know, I think McGuinness wasn't even looking at the ball; he was facing away. Toto was just—it was just a stupid, stupid penalty to give. To give in terms of just the consequences um, and just how how it happened, because no way is that a penalty in my eyes. Um, I think I said on Tuesday it may have been, but again, it's I've seen it since, and the the fact that it's been given is because of the law and how it is nowadays, but it shouldn't be like that. You've still got to allow error and mistakes to happen. And the fact that that's now a rule is just madness. Um, again, the ref was in a good position to see it and he's the, and because of that reason he's given it. But unfortunately, as for these, these, these things have cost us the game. Um, I felt like we were rubbish for the first 37 minutes, you know, let a goal in early, which arguably, I haven't really seen that one back, but Sunderland's first could have been offside. Again, with the camera angles, it's hard to see. But um, it did look like it could have been, potentially. And obviously, we, we got back to the game with Lancaster's good goal. Um, and arguably, he could have made it 2-1 before even sending off. If that had happened, we'd been talking about a completely different game if he hadn't sent that over the top of the bar. So, you know, these things happen. And secondly, if the game hadn't been delayed the game would have been completely different as well so we can't really blame the refs or anything like that we blame I follow for messing up and postponing the game but um, we have to um, we have to argue about what's happened and and yeah um, people seem to think it was a red <laughs> only because I'm on a wind up though <laughs> I don't think it was a red it was you know I've sent it back a few times and I don't think it was a red at all um, it's, it is what it is though and unfortunately we've now lost Dazelle for the FA Cup game and two important league games, especially against Hull on the Tuesday 24th. Um, could be a big miss against, you know, one of our promotion rivals. So it's, it's what it is. Um, unfortunately, it hasn't been rescinded. Um, it never would have been. Whether it was right or wrong, it never would have been rescinded. Just We can go back to Sheffield Wednesday away when Toto got set off. Um, yeah. Blatant dive, but it was still... still um, still rejected and we, we missed Toto for three games back and then and that ugly I remember going there it was like, I think it was like our first or second away game second away game and had we had that red card not happened we could have won that game and that season under Hurst could have been totally different it's, mm. yeah, but, yeah but you know mm. he's got his first win earlier on me not yeah these things happen it, can, it changes the season changes the path everything goes down completely um, so like I say we've now lost to Zelfa Saturday the next two league games um it has it has potentially cost us, especially with I guess Nolan's last game is Saturday that he misses. Yeah, think so, so yeah. obviously he'll be back. But even so, Dazelle's been our potential. Well, he's been one of our key players this season so far. He hasn't missed a hasn't missed a game in the league. You know, he's done done really well considering how much he played last season before that. So he's he's had a big impact on our season so far, and unfortunately, it's going to be a big miss. Um, but yeah, it's, we'll have to fight on without him. Obviously, there's no downs. Who's will, I guess we'll have to start using who's 
because I really don't want to see Judge and Lancaster together in that midfield with Bishop. Too lightweight. So, too lightweight. Far too lightweight. He's yeah. got to bring Hughes in now. So, yeah. but we'll see. Cool. All right then. Well, I want to go over to you, Liam. Um, we watched a game together, actually, sort of like a watch-along yeah. thing. Normally, I'm in, you know, your house, but of course, you've now in Scotland, and uh, we were on Skype and sort of did a watch-along. We were both watching it. I was like 30 seconds in front of you, so I saw the instance before, you know, I was like, oh, all right, let's get your thoughts on that, mate, before, you know, before it actually happens. Um, but yeah, mate, are you agreeing with, with both of these guys, or are you disagreeing? Do you think it is a red card, or do you think it is a penalty? Well, if you remember on Tuesday night, through that watched along um my first reaction was that's never a penalty and um uh, sorry um never a red card um it's never a penalty as well but i'll start with the red card because i think that's the more contentious one um it it was for me it wasn't a red um yes he was going in but as Tom has already said, that he's been pushed um, before that. So, actually, the foul was um, before that tackle came in. Um, but, basically, he's been sent off because of the reaction of Ledbetter. Um, that's that's the only reason why I think he's been sent off. Um, him rolling around on the floor like he's just been shot has, has basically made the referee look and think that is a dangerous tackle. He's really hurt the player and it, he deserves to go. For me, it wasn't um, It wasn't a red card. I think at worst, it could have been a yellow. Um, but I've seen, I've seen it back and I still don't think from the video, but I think it's a red. I have, though, seen a still which does look a bit worse than what the video shows in real time of where Dazelle's foot is quite high, um, which does make it look um, a lot worse um, than, it act- than it looks from the video. Um, but the, the thing that annoys me most, and, and this goes to David's point, um, is that referees are not consistent. Now, for me, Throughout that game, town players were being fouled left, right and centre by Sunderland players throughout the game. And how there was never a single card brandished before that incident is beyond me. Because Sunderland are cynical. They were cynical all game. They, they were... Uh, Bishop took a while to get going, but once he did... He was being fouled left, right and centre. And it was completely, completely um, cynical. They knew what they were doing. It wasn't, wasn't just um, uh, unlucky fouls that um, Bishops just tricked them too much and they've, they've just a bit late. They knew what they were doing. They were stopping him before he could get into full flow. And yet not a single card. And then his first card that comes out is for that. And he goes red. And and for me, I I, I just can't it, it just really annoys me. Um and I have seen I have seen lots of stuff since then, but if you want better referees, um then 
Town need to get out of this division. And that's true. But I still don't think that referees in the championship are hugely um, better than um, what what we have in League One, to be honest. Um, so I don't think it makes much of a difference. Um, this all goes back to what David was saying about referees and, and the FA and, and the fact that there should be better standards um, for the paid professionals. They should be striving to improve. They make mistakes. They are human. They, they, and, and it's part of the game, a refereeing decision. It's part of the game. It, and this one, obviously, the two decisions that were made have completely cost town the game um, and, even, and even the point. Um, but standards should be better. They, they should be looking to get better. And the appeal system is just a waste of time because, as we've said, it is just about not uh, if it's mistaken identity. Um, I mean, it, there are some absolute baffling decisions that go in front of panels and you think, oh, they've got to overturn this. And they never do. It just makes you wonder who are actually sitting on these panels. It, it, it's just utterly deplorable. Um, for the penalty. I have a bit of sympathy for the referee for the penalty because he he it is the rule. Um and I can understand why Lambert was fuming. Um but he he we, I think managers, players, anyone who loves the game has to look at the rule and go what is this all about? For me, the handball rule is if you have made a deliberate attempt to handle the ball. It always used to be when you were younger, you always, if you're having the kickabout and stuff and people were, 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 were calling handball against you. If it's, if it's ball to hand, then it, it's just, a, it, you've got hands, you've got arms. You can't do much about that. They're part of your body. If it hits you and you've made absolutely no attempt to actually deliberately handle it, then it, it, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be any kind of foul. Um, and the referee shouldn't be in a position where he has to make decisions. On the other hand, if you've actually made an attempt to handle the ball on purpose, um, or as it has developed through time, moved your arm out to make your body bigger as a way of, of potentially maybe blocking the ball, then I can understand why penalties will be given. But this new rule, it, it just, I don't understand it. And, and the new rule um, isn't, isn't particularly FIFA, actually. The, the, new, the rules that are set for the game are actually um, set by us. The English, Scottish, Welsh and Northern Irish FA, the four home nations, are on a panel called IFAB. And it's those people with FIFA having a small stake in that group um, that make the decisions. Um, but it's predominantly the home nations that make the decisions because we are the ones that created the game and codified it. And then obviously FIFA, 
FIFA got created a bit later on. Um, so we've only got ourselves to blame for coming up with an absolute balmy, balmy um, <laughs> rule. Um, that, that It's nonsensical. And Phil Parkinson, I've seen his comment today saying it's a penalty. It, it's, it, it's an absolute... Uh, I, I'm gobsmacked. Because I can, that, I, 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 well, he is going to say that probably. Well, he doesn't have to say that though. He could look at it and go, "It's one of them ones. It's a bit harsh. We got the luck of the luck of the draw, um, and um, it, it, we 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 were lucky to maybe get the decision, but it went our way." But he's actually clearly said he thinks it's a penalty. Now, if that had been on the other foot, he would have been fuming. And and <laughs> rightly so, because there is absolutely no chance at that speed that McGuinness knows where that ball is going and what it's doing. And I know what Andy is saying about the fact that his arm was in an unnatural position and it's elevated above wherever this rule is determining it. And it, it, it was given um, because of that. But that shouldn't matter where your arm is. He hasn't made, he, he hasn't got the time to react to make that a deliberate act. And yet <laughs> the referee is giving it because his arm from the position that his body was in just two seconds before has penalised him. And that's where the referees come from. And I, 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 I just think it's, it's and I've seen it in the Premier League a lot and VAR. Um, has 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 well a lot of this season with the VAR in the Premier League. There's been a lot of controversy about handballs. I think referees just need to have some common sense. They know what the rules are, but at the same time, the rule should should they should know what the proper rule for handball is and show some common sense. And then we might actually see the rule makers go, oh, we dropped the ball on this one. We need to amend it. I have seen today, actually, on Twitter that um, uh, the UEFA um, president um, has actually written to FIFA to actually request that the handball law be changed. Um, so knowing FIFA um, and whether and whether IFAB would do it, um, probably nothing will happen. But there is clear issues right across football on the continent over here with this rule. And it is clearly causing more problems um, than it is solving. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm just really annoyed because, yeah, Tom, as Tom said, it was a, a, not a good start. And, and that is a worry in games that they just seem to take a while to get going. Um, it's either one extreme or the other. They get going, and then they fade, and and then it just goes really nothing. Nothing happens, or they don't get going, and then they're kind of giving themselves more work to do later in the game because they've started so poorly. They started poorly today. The first goal, it could have been offside, but I mean, I don't know what actually happened to McGuinness, whether he slipped or whether it was a mistake, but obviously the ball was able to travel that far and it shouldn't really. Um, but I'll be honest with you, 
uh, for a team that everyone's lauding as being one of the powerhouses in this division, they created jack shit. They, they really didn't do anything in the game. I can't remember Thomas Holy having a huge amount to do in goal in terms of save. They put a, quite a few crosses in the box and most of their headers ended up over the bar. The only time I would say that they, 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 um, we got away with one was just before halftime when Holy um, kind of rushed out for one at the front post from a corner and the Sunderland player got a flick on ahead of him and it narrowly missed the far post and went wide. But apart from that, everything else they created was pretty weak, pretty meagre. And as soon as Lancaster got the equaliser, Town looked like the, the, the team that were going to go on to win it. And it's frustrating as well because Lancaster's a good player. I'm I'm not going to bash him, but he should be scoring that second one. He should be putting that away. And that's one thing that I'm a little bit worried about from town overall is if in these tight margins, in these tight games, which could be won or lost on on the, the roll of a dice, if you get an opportunity like that, do I think that town are going to take it more often than they don't? And I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Ta- I know they were good at Blackpool and they were very clinical that day. But overall, I'm not sure if town are clinical enough in these tight games where if a chance presents itself that could potentially win you the game, that they'll take it. And and that's that that for me will determine whether Town get out of this division or not because there'll be a lot more tight games coming up whole in in the distant in the near future and but unfortunately that they were well worth a draw and even down to 10 men they they were a better side than Sunderland um I didn't think Sunderland actually did anything created anything um when Town were down to 10 men and that was what uh, 60th in 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 the mid 60s, I think the red card happened, and they didn't look like scoring. And okay, Town didn't really look like scoring either, but they they were threatening from set pieces potentially. But the game got turned on that decision, and and it is it's highly highly. Um, it, it, I saw John's reaction to it, and I'm not surprised. I mean, it, it's it's. It's a, football's a very emotive sport, but that was absolute a joke of a decision um, that has cost Town at least a point. And people will go on about, yeah, it's another game now that Town have not won against one of the big boys. But I think in this one, I think we can we can kind of take this one in isolation and say that Town were completely robbed by. Uh, the decisions. Uh, otherwise, they would have at least got a point. And who knows if they still had eleven men on the field that last twenty-five minutes? I don't see why Town couldn't have gone on to win the game. So, um, yeah, I, I'm 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 no different to what I was on Tuesday night. Both, for me, are pretty poor decisions. Um, and uh, yeah, it's cost Town a result. And given a very jammy Sunderland side who were absolutely crap, um, three points that um, they should really be happy about because they they did not earn those three points at all. Okay. 
And then Thomas to just round up this Sunderland talk. There's a lot of it. So I uh, it will. But um, <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. no, I was gonna say, um Liam alluded to it as well, that um the fact is I feel like these two decisions has overshadowed the fact that we can't beat a top six team still, elite team. Because and just to hear me out for a sec, you go up to Sunderland, who lit um John said it last week, who where the, the fans there, like the twelfth man. So you won't have a better chance going up to Stadium like again like that. You go up to Sunderland without a crowd and you play like that for 37 minutes. Like, hang on, why haven't you taken it to them? It, you know, they, they, we gift, gifted them that first goal for a start. And then, arguably, we, for another 30 minutes or so, Sunderland could have taken that and just blitzed us if they wanted to. Um, we were just completely dross. I don't understand why we've gone up there, set up like that, and decided to just let them have it for the first half, let's say. And if it wasn't for Lancaster's touch of class, that game would have been totally different anyway. We'd gone and gone in at half time, probably one 0 down still. So absolute dross. Um it's, that's the thing for me. It's it's people are forgetting that. And it, it is you know, potentially we could have gone and won that if it wasn't for those decisions. We also could have gone and lost it. I wasn't convinced that we would have gone on and come away with the one point. I wasn't convinced we could have gone come away with the three. Um it could have gone either way in my eyes away before that sending off happened. So the fact is, we're st- there's still another game where we face the League One elite and we're come away with no points or one point. It's it's still a worry for me. Um, you know the fact how how asleep we were in the eighth minute for them to, to concede. And like I say, you've gone up to Sunderland who essentially have no twelfth men there. It's the first time that's ever going to happen, probably the last, and you've let that happen. Um, you know, at some when when is it going to happen? When are we going to get that win? Let's say um, it's still a worry for me. I don't know how. Maybe Hull. Who knows? You know, I'm being at home, but the fact of the matter is, we still haven't won to beat a top eight side since we've been in this league, and that can only and that can only go on for so long. And our confidence is going to get worse and worse the more this stat carries on because it must get into players' head. Surely it does. I mean. I'd have thought so, but yeah, it, that is a worry for me, and probably is for it for other people as well. But I, I definitely feel like that's overshadowed the the two decisions have overshadowed that that mm. in my eyes. Um, if you see on Twitter, they're all going on about the red card and the penalty, but which and it's it is getting a bit boring to be honest. It's happened now. We just move on. We've lost. <laughs> move on to Saturday or the next league game, whatever. Um, it's done now. We can't do nothing about it. The appeal's been rejected. We haven't got the sale for three games. Move on. See what happens next time. Cool. Well, you took the words out of my mouth. Well, well, Liam, are you going to add something else? I I did say this to you though, Ross, and and Mm -hmm. taking what Tom's just said about why we didn't take the game to Sunderland and stuff and and so on from the beginning. I did say to you though on Tuesday night that I didn't think that the setup was right in the fact that um, he dropped uh, Hawkins to the bench and played Jackson. Now, I've got no issue with Jackson and even Bennett's playing as two very pacey attacking players against um, tiring defences later on, especially if Town have got a lead or or um, away from home. And in a game like that against Sunderland, that, that would have been perfect because the onus is on them to attack Town and there's more space in behind for those pacier players to cause chaos. I just think from the beginning... We should have stuck to Hawkins. 
we would then have at least had a focal point to play higher up the pitch um, and give ourselves um, a bit of a better be, playing better areas of the gra- um, at the, the the pitch um, going forward, and then bring on the pacey players coming on. I mean, we've already spoken about Jackson and whether he can play that lone striker role in in a forward three, um, but he would be perfect on the counter attack. I just don't think that um, he set it up properly, which is why I think we had such a slow start. And it took a bit of a bit of magic um, to kind of get ourselves further up the pitch, but got the equaliser. So, but who knows um, what would have happened if those decisions had gone against us? Okay, and, uh, Thomas, add final on this on the game. I would say yeah, we, I agree with Liam. We definitely missed Hawkins' his physicality up front. And also to bring Judge back in as well and put Judge Lancaster in centre mid, who I don't really I know he scored and he, he did he looked decent on Tuesday to be fair, but um I think he's that, that's not his best position. He needs to be where Judge was, who I don't want to start David off and it probably will, but he was just non existent on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Just, and <laughs> I know, but he was. I don't know. He, he I don't understand why he keeps using him. And he, it must be because of his players, the money. We've got better there. I know exactly. He's the, yeah, that's the trouble, though, isn't it? And it's it's costing us again. I like say he was rubbish on Tuesday, and we're basically down to ten men before even Dazelle's been sent off. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Well, um, let's not talk about Sunday anymore. Oh, oh God, oh, David. Okay. No, I'm just winding you up deliberately because <laughs> I've got nothing more to say about Sunderland. I just wanted to make your heart drop. <laughs> oh, thank, thank God for that. Well, let's move on to another. Oh, judge. Oh yeah, oh, oh dear. yeah. Um, he'll probably play again this Saturday as well. Um, of course, um, we're now going to be focusing on the FA Cup. We have uh, a very boring tie in Portsmouth in the first round of the FA Cup. Um, the same like last year, we had Lincoln in the first round. Same league opposition, same sort of position. Um, you know these sort of competitions I look forward to. I love the cup. I love the magic of the FA Cup. You know. You know, normally we'd lose them anyway, but it's always just nice to see FA Cup. We we won it in nineteen seventy eight. You know, I don't think David, you were alive, weren't you? I was. Sorry. I remember. <laughs> you remember? <laughs> sorry, sorry. The rest of us we weren't, but um, yeah, we we, we could have got like some Molden, a Tip Tree, or Kingsland Town, or a League Two side, but we get bloody Portsmouth. Um, of course, Port, Portsmouth are currently sitting seventh in League One. Uh, they beat Lincoln City. On Tuesday night, a 3-1 win at Lincoln. That's a good result for them. Uh, they also beat Sunderland at the stadium like 3-1. So they've had some good results recently. Um, how are you feeling going into this one? Do you think Lambert will do a lot of changes? Do you think Cornell will come in goal? Uh, you know, is this competition you'd rather us just play the strongest 11 possible? Or are you happy, you know, it's just an extra game. We don't need um, who would like to go first and give you their team selection and their thoughts. David, go over to you, my friend. I'd always play the strongest side um, because you're there to win games and I don't care where, what competition you're there in. You're in enter a competition, you try and win it. And if you're not trying to win, then you shouldn't be in football. You should bugger off somewhere else, basically. Um, so, yeah, you should play the, the strongest side possible. No, I don't think he will. Um, he'll, he'll play some sort of convoluted collection of people who haven't seen each other since the last time they had a pizza. Um 
I, I want I want to do well. I want to reach the third round. I want to reach the fourth round. I want to have that cup run, which gets you through to the quarterfinal, and you end up actually being discussed on match of the day, um, you know, or football focus and things. So that, that's what I want. No, we're not going to win it. But then neither are most of the teams in the Premier League, because if you look over the last 20 years, it's basically the same as the Premier League. It, 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 people get knocked out and then the same teams win it. It gets a bit boring at that end, but I'm not bothered about that. I want to run. Um, I think we'll win because I think Portsmouth will do the same. I think Portsmouth will play another collection of strangers. I think Cornell will play. Um, I think Wilson will come in for Nciala probably because I think Nciala is his go-to while Wolfenden's out. So I think Wilson and he won't want to lose Nciala for the league games. So I think that we'll bring Wilf- Wilson in. I also think that Kenlock will play because... Um, Ward won't be risked in this game because he's so integral to what we do in the league. Um, you know, can you imagine it, the, the hoo-ha if he played Ward this game and he was out for a month and we were relying on Kenlock against Hull and things like that? So Ward will be out, Kenlock will be in. I suspect Chambers will play, um, partly because he's the captain and otherwise you've got a, not a terribly experienced defence. Partly as well is because... I don't think that Donassian will be seen unless hell is freezing over or we have no fit players left because I don't think that um, Lambert likes him very much. I don't think he trusts him. I don't think he sees him as anything. I mean, he he said he was a centre-back when he came to the club, then he's disappeared off, then he's right back down. But I just don't... Um, I think you're right that Judge will carry on doing his vague impression of a headless chicken um, somewhere in midfield, doing absolutely sod all as he's done for the last two years. Hughes will obviously come back as Dizelle's out and we're a bit short. I think that you're likely to see McGavin play. That's that's something because uh, you're looking for something. When he's played, he's done really well in that deep-lying role. And I think it would be interesting there because I can't see... Judge playing in that deep lying holding Dazelle role. I think it could be could be McGavin start. I think that Jackson will get another chance to prove his fitness up front. And I think that we'll probably see Dobra and Sears. So you've got that little bit of experience, people who've been in and out of the side a bit. So I think we'll get a, a mix, but I think that there's basically gonna be a lot of changes. It's very much throw it up in the air. I I've done I've done about four different teams down here of what it could be. Because you don't know. I mean, I think you've got to see a maximum of one or two players staying in the side from the previous game because he doesn't care really, does he? He'll come out in the interview and go, yeah, FA Cup's really important. We obviously value it. Um, this is a squad game and every player is really important, which is why they never get seen during the other games. Um, it's called a lie. <laughs> so I, I'd, I'd much rather he was honest and just turn around again. Yeah, the league's our, league's our focus. Don't care. Um, he might get a fine, but he's got fines for other things. Yeah. So that sort of thing. But I think ultimately we'll we'll go out and we'll win two one because I think Portsmouth will do the same thing. Okay. okay. Well, of course we um we got fined for the EFL Trophy game against Gillingham. You know we played I think you know Alkin Bagat and there's some other youngsters who haven't even seen a light of day for the first team. And they're out of nowhere they got chucked in, so we got fined for that. But I don't think we'll go too crazy with the FA Cup. Um, because I've just you know we haven't got 
a league game for a while because, of course, next Saturday after this one, there's a gap. There's a gap there. So, in a way, there'll be some senior players who may want to. You know, well, that's, want to play. that's why I think that's why I think you'll see people like um, Hughes, Wilson, Sears, Jackson, because Jackson needs some match fitness. That's why I think you'll get see those senior players in there because Hughes hasn't played for a few games. You're now missing Dizel. Um Enciala came in, then he but Wilson's dropped out. So I think that you'll you'll see some of those senior players, but it'll be the ones who've been sort of dodging between the bench and the first team. Because Sears has been dodging between the bench and the first team, hasn't he? Yeah. So and whether you'll you'll have Dobber or Lancaster, I think that Edwards has been so important to us that he'll probably rest him. It's the same as Ward. He'll rest him because he's so important. I mean, if, if if you take out Edwards' contribution in terms of assists, like for Lancaster's goal or his goals, where would we be? I mean, we'd be a lot better if he played him on the sodding left. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, at least he's not right back, so thankful for small mercies. Um, I, I suspect we'll see Dobra given a chance. Um, but, as I say, it, it's hit and miss, but I, I do think we'll have a lot of changes, but it'll all be players. I mean, every one of those players you've you've seen this season in the FA in in cup competition or in the league, haven't you? Cornell you haven't seen in the league, but every other player I've mentioned, you've seen around the first team squad this time this season. So I, I don't think anybody could find you for fielding a weakened side. Yeah. Um, even though it obviously is. Yeah. I think we could possibly see Coran Daba as well, and maybe a centre half. You never know. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't wouldn't be um, gutted to see Ndaba play because I like him. I think he's whenever I've seen him play, he's he's looked, you know, a decent player, and I I can see why we loaned somebody instead of playing him at centre back because he hasn't got that physicality in there, and that's what I like, you know. That combination with Will Wolfenden, the, the, the physicality and the height, which isn't something Ndaba brings. He's more of the ball-playing one, and you'd have to be very brave to play Wolfenden and Ndaba, I think. But, no, I, 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 I think we'll just see a, a mix, but I just think that Judge is guaranteed to play for the full 90 minutes because... Um, there's a, I mean, he's not alone. There's a, there can't be a reason in his contract that says he's played. No, maybe, I, I just don't understand it. Really don't understand how somebody's so sodding inept can play so many minutes of football <laughs> okay well um i'll go over to you then thomas next how are you feeling going to this is this a you know competition that you're not really caring about or you know would you like a little cut run um first things first you called it boring earlier why oh can't no. go can't go no one can go Molden ah, tip- i don't know it's on the telly it's still you know you know. Home to Molden Tiptree, they won't be able to go. It doesn't matter. Does I know, it? but it's still, it's still, you know, uh, a game to look forward to. You know, Portsmouth, if you're like, oh, we've got to play them already two times in the league. At least Molden and Tiptree, that that never happens. I know you can't go, we can't go, but it's, it's still, same, I don't it? know, it's still, uh, yeah, it's not the same, but it's still. Uh, I'd rather that next year when we can go. Yeah, of course, but we, yeah, you know, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get Lincoln again next year because you know we'll get Lincoln. <laughs> we've got Portsmouth this year. Yeah, Portsmouth. So, so you know. Doesn't really matter, does it? Lincoln, yeah. then Portsmouth next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it might go a good time next round if we get through. Uh, yeah, possibly. But anyway, <laughs> but how are you, you feeling going into this? I don't really for that, to be honest. Um, I'd like a cup run, but it's it's the FA Cup. It's for me, it's a bit of a 
you know, it's a bit of a congestion now, especially starting the season. You have to play these games, I know, but it's, and I would like cup run. You know, it's nice to win a game, but there's also, we've got so many games that, you know, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. I know we've got next Saturday off, but um, it, it's just, it's getting quite congested now, and that's the big, biggest worry for me. Um, obviously, you've still got to play the FA Cup, so I would like to win, but I'm not bothered either way. Um, I don't want to sound like I want to see us lose because I don't. I don't want to give an attitude across at all, but I hope you know what I mean. <laughs> but um, in terms of team, um, I think Cornell will come in. I've actually got the team against Fulham up just to remind me. And I think it'll be so similar to that. It'll be Cornell and either Danashian or Chambers. If Chambers plays, then Freddie will be in and he'll be captain. And then it'll be probably Wilson and McGuinness. And then Kenlock on the left, similar to who we, as we had against Fulham. Obviously, Toto was in. And then Hughes will be in. We can't play Dazelle. We can't play Nolan. So I agree with Dave about McGavin. Bring him in. And then possibly even Lancaster back in centre mid. Give him another game there. Um, I don't like him there. But if that's what's Lambert's thinking, then it's a game. It's a Saturday. So might as well keep trying him there. It's against decent competition as well. So it does. It would make sense to put him there if he wants to. A um, bit lightweight though. I know you've got Hughes in there. But, you know. And then obviously, uh, you got, um, I think Edwards will sit out this one, a bit of a rest. And I think Dobber and Freddie will come in and Hawkins will start because it's Portsmouth. And then oh, he'll, yeah. go and, yeah. he'll go and get a uh, couple of goals against them. <laughs> but no, um, I, don't, I haven't really, I have thought about it, but it's one of those games where it's just, it's coming up. I watch it if it's on BBC, it's on BBC Play, isn't it? So, it is. yeah. yeah. I'll it's see. Free. It's a free game. And there'll be no replay as well, so it could go yeah, over the penalty. Yeah, no, no replay. Yeah. Going to extra time could be penalties. I like replays. I oh. think I remember they get that sort of, was it Arsenal, Sheffield Wednesday went to about four different replays back in the um, <laughs> yeah. late 80s, early 90s. That is proper, you know, replays played over, over a period of time. You play until you score and you win. Bollocks to your stupid penalty kicks. <laughs> Fair yeah. <laughs> um, it makes sense but, this season, though. Yeah, yeah, this season just get get the games done, and then yeah. You know. If we lose, if we lose, it would be good to see Charlton lose as well, because then we can move that game to that. Yeah. And then we haven't got more. We haven't got a bit of congestion before Christmas, which obviously gets busy again around there, doesn't it? Yeah, Christmas. So if yeah. if we do lose, Charlton have got to lose as well. <laughs> well, we'll look out for that score for Charlton then. We'll look at, hopefully they lose. But um, and then finally, Liam, how are you feeling going into this one? Are you agreeing with with the lads? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, I love the FA Cup. Always have done. Um, and I agree with uh, what David was saying about replays. I can understand why they've cut the replays in the later rounds. Um, most of the big teams. Um, are in the later stages by then anyway. So it doesn't really matter. But I think for these earlier rounds, um, especially the third round, I know it's a bit different this year with coronavirus. So we'll we'll give that um we'll we'll give that a swerve. But I hope that this isn't the excuse to kick replays completely because you look at the likes of Molden and, and Kings Lynn and so on. You look at Molden last year, they got to the second round. They're one round away from the third and potentially getting a, a huge tie. Um, and for some of these clubs, if they end up getting a big Premier League side in the third round, 
it's huge. And I mean, Exeter City a few years ago um, played United and they um, managed to get a nil-nil draw at Old Trafford, which was fantastic enough for them uh, in terms of the money and took them back to Exeter. And you get that romance of the cup. And I just think, and then even more money out of it with the TV and stuff. I just think that they should safeguard replays for at least the third and fourth round that they've kept so far. Um, but obviously this year there won't be any replays, which is a godsend because, well, especially with town in the position that they are in, you don't want to go go to grounds that probably been to about 50 million times before. Um and it's a home tie at least this time, so that kind of makes it a bit better. I was actually looking at Lincoln and uh, seeing their name, and it was still there, still there. And I think, if I'm not wrong, their name came out in the tie just above before us. So that they they were it was almost Lincoln again. It was almost Lincoln again. Um, but Portsmouth's a bit mare, isn't it? Um, it's but as people say. Um, I mean, I know what Thomas is saying, but we can't be there, so why should we care? But, I mean, it, it's a double-edged sword because I agree with what David and, and Thomas said, but there will be changes um, and he might um, put a, a few of the players who don't get as much game time in and give them a go. But there is that feeling that we haven't got a game after this and the kids will play in the elf trophy in midweek in the in um in that so um in the papa john's trophy uh, should i say um so that 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 it means that a lot of these players won't be getting games for a, a little while um so does he go all out I mean, psychologically, I think if both teams put out their first sides and play it as almost like a league fixture, then I think it'll be quite interesting. But I don't think they will do it. Um, psychologically, though, if Town were to get the upper hand, I know it is the cup, but get the upper hand on Portsmouth, where both first team plays, then it could be quite important against Portsmouth with the, the league games coming up. Um, but they won't. They will both will make changes probably, and both, as David said, will talk about the pet. Well, in, in hit, well, both have won the FA Cup, um, so both will probably talk about the pedigree of it and 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 so on. But at the end of the day, as everyone said, it's a game that it's a competition this season that nobody really is that bothered about. I think I, I never bothered about the League Cup. I think it's a waste of time, but. The FA Cup, I've always, always loved. Um, and I, I think we need to... I, it has been devalued with the money in the Premier League over over the time. But I, I would like to see the FA Cup remain something in English football. But for this year, I, I think we just... We, if we don't win, then does it matter? Um, I want to win. As David says, you want to go out and win games, but if we don't, it's not a big loss. The league is most important. And if we did get to the third round, it is just sod's law, isn't it, this year? But if we got to the third round and pulled out a big draw, um, we can't go. And it's basically a waste of time. 
Um, so let's let's. Um, I, I I don't really know what the score will be. I, I I'll 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 put out um, a one-one and we'll win on penalties. Um, I'll 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 take. We'll go to penalties. That'll be the most entertaining part of the game, I think. Um, but yeah, um, just that really. Um, let's let's do that. If we get through, brilliant. We'll we'll take the next step, but if we don't, it's not a big loss. Get out of this league, and we actually automatically start in the third round anyway next year. So <laughs> let's let's yeah. do that. That's that's a better better way. We'll get, we'll still get we'll still get bloody Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, Thomas, um, to wrap up, my friend. I was just going off topic a little bit. Um, we've oh, been talking okay. about Molden. Well, we've been talking about Molden Tiptree. Mm-hmm. Just imagine there's be a bit bit of a shame if. They win, we win, and then they get us at home because it's Wayne Brown, their manager, you know, for our academy. Just imagine him coming back in a full crowd. It would have been much better for him if it hadn't have been, um, if if we'd have been allowed to go, of course. So, But definitely more than Tiptree's game. They've got Morecambe, I believe, so that would be a good game to watch out for. Obviously, like I say, exit just down playing Wayne Brown managing there at the moment. So um, hopefully he, you know, hopefully they get through, actually, to be fair. Um, be good for them. Well, the other interesting one with Kings Lynn, of course, the the manager of Kings oh, yeah, Lynn is Coverhouse, and um, yeah. you know that Lambert and them, they were that was his assistant, and yeah, their relationship sort of broke up, and that would have been a very feisty encounter, yeah. I'm sure. And also, talk about Lambert and Steve Evans. <laughs> now yeah. that would be the ultimate battle, <laughs> Lambert and Coverhouse <laughs> on the touchline. <laughs> Proper Lambert. honey badger. Ever since Coverhouse disappeared, Lambert's career has just gone woo mm. down. Oh, so that's the thing. Kind of makes you wonder, doesn't it? It does. Who was uh, the man who was uh, sort of given that success? But anyway, uh, that is it then, ladies and gentlemen. Well, thank you, Thomas, Liam, and David for joining me this week. And uh, we're going to have a little bit of a mini break because we haven't got a game next Saturday and uh, we've just got the. Tuesday game and of course Portsmouth game to um, look our, look over uh, but we'll go a little break next week so we'll be back the week after to look ahead to the Shrewsbury game and uh, so hopefully you won't miss us too much but uh, that is it for this week's podcast make sure to watch um, the game day on Saturday for the Portsmouth game on our YouTube channel if you want to hear uh, thoughts from probably these guys I'm sure they may get involved um, but thank you as ever for listening I've been producer Ross and I'll catch you in the next podcast or video. There we go. From true crime to football, Brexit to football. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash
www.facebook.com slash